so I sit here at uh, 11.03 on um, on the second day of the Trent Bridge test. And uh, obviously that means that all I'm going to talk about for day one is going to be irrelevant because England are obviously going to bowl fantastically well now that I've started speaking on day two. And uh, yeah, make me look like a complete fool. And yes, I know I'm getting the excuses in early, but hey-ho, I've got to try. You know, I'm, uh, I'm new to this stuff. But yeah, England won the task yesterday. I elected to bat first, which, to be honest, at the time looked like a quite a sensible idea. Uh, it was sunny, the wicket looked okay, um, and you sensed that with the weather forecast as it is over the next few days, it's probably the best idea to use the best day to bat first. But as we saw, that kind of really didn't didn't go as planned. Um, yeah, when when you see Crawley and 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 Burns and Sibley at the top of the order, you it is a little bit. A little bit um, chaotic, if you think about it. And it. It's a it's uncertainty in the air from the moment England get out to the out to the middle, um, especially when you've got Mohammed uh, Shami and Jasper Brummer with a new ball, particularly a new ball, a Duke's ball that they are more than happy to bowl with. Um, and it, it didn't didn't take long for that uncertainty, that air of uncertainty to to waft in our general direction. Five balls in, Burns trapped LBW. You have to say it was it was it was incredibly skilled bowling, um, but it was almost bound to happen. It was almost bound to happen. There is a real nervousness about England's batting, um, and I think if you're an England fan expecting fifties and hundred partnerships from the top two at this present moment, you're living in a bit of a dreamland. I'm afraid. So yeah, five balls in, England are zero for one, um, and it, well, we were wondering at what point Joe Root was going to come in, let's be honest, uh, but Crawley and Sibley, they knew the order of the day, they knew they needed to survive, they needed to get themselves in, and make sure that they were there at lunchtime, and well, Sibley was, Crawley almost was. Um, and he was definitely the more attacking of the two, you'd say. He played some great drives into the offside. Um, and that, that's kind of his signature shot. And you would have loved for him to go on a bit further because I think he's ready for this this stage. Uh, but he's just not in the in the kind of form that he needs to be. Uh, he got, I think he was 27, four expansive fours on the way to that. Uh, but then, well... It's almost a bit comical, actually, the way that he ended up getting out, wasn't it? Let's be honest. It, it's, he had the the LBW come caught behind. Couldn't really tell what that was. Um, and India reviewed it quite quickly. Kohli reviewing it quite well, in fact, if you think about it. But in the end, uh, it wasn't either caught or LBW. Um, it, it, they happened to keep hold of the review on umpire's call thankfully and then almost next ball later it was next ball later wasn't it yeah that uh Mohammed Siraj um basically did the same thing Crawley almost did the same thing apart from this time he did edge on to himself um and Pant caught it Coley reviewed Coley was excellent on his reviews I thought uh, over the entire time excellent on his reviews um, and this one was uh, probably the best one, considering that he'd just reviewed almost for the exact same thing a ball before. Anyway, um, Crawley was out. England had lost two wickets before lunch. Um, but to be honest, 
considering how well uh, Shami and Takur and Siraj and particularly Jasper Brummer have bowled, two wickets down at lunch was actually not that bad. England had done the hard work and got themselves in, um, which makes the evening session even more painful, I think. Um, so England were 61 for two at lunch, and as they came out, uh, it wasn't long before Sibley, Sibley's Sibley-esque performance was um, was finished and complete because he, well, he, 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 he saw a trap, and rather than say, mm, I'm not going to play into that trap, he actually went straight into it. Very clearly set for him, short mid-wicket, you can play into the leg side, what are we going to do? We're going to bowl at your legs. And he went, okay. Chipped to catch the man mid-wicket and was out. And I love Sibley. I think he's got the right attitude for opening the batting. He wants to be there throughout the day. He wants to survive as long as he can. But he, at this point, he probably needs to find some more attacking shots to score a little bit more quickly. And he's there for the entire time in, in, in the morning. And if he's there at tea, fair enough. But if you're only there till morning and you've till um till lunch, should I say, and you've got eighteen runs on the board, you're gonna have to go a little bit quicker. Um And he got himself in. He got himself in, that's the annoying thing. The afternoon session was actually quite a promising one though. Johnny Bairstow back, considering that he'd played no first class cricket had three ducks in his last few tests. Um, it, pfft, it suggests maybe the the lack of depth in, this, in the England batting squad, I don't know. But he had a chance to come back and play again. Uh, and this time he did okay. He got himself in, played some good shots down, uh, down in the covers again. Uh, there was one particular sh- drive through um, leg side, which I thought was exceptional and showed that he is genuinely great batsman um, in good form uh, but just before just before tea literally the last ball before tea he managed to miss a straight one um, and ended up lbw as well once again gotta say Coley exceptional with his reviews given not out on on the field to be overturned with three reds exceptional exceptional reviewing and well as an England fan, that's kind of where it ended being good. 138-4 going into the last session of play. You're thinking, that's not so bad. We can live with this. Mm, well, 4.50pm later on that same day, Jimmy Anderson, last man, is at the crease. We succumb to another classic English batting collapse. 10 overs, or just under 10 overs, 6 wickets down, 22 runs extra on the board. It it was incredibly painful, painful viewing. Another duck for Dan Lawrence, strangling down leg side. He looks in real difficulty at the moment, and you feel for him, you have to. But looked all out of sorts, swafting at shots outside his his off stump, um, edging behind in the end for another duck, the third of the day, and then root falls. And let's be fair, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of talk about this being a and this one and the Ashes series been in really important for Joe Root. Is this going to be make or break of his of his captaincy? It probably is. 
But today, I don't, I don't see this being Joe Root's fault. How can this possibly be Joe Root's fault? And we can't keep relying on one man, or if Ben Stokes is there, two men to get all the runs. It's not gonna, not gonna be realistic against a fantastic bowling attack in India, and then against the paces of Australia down under. Joe Root gets himself out here today for 64, trapped LBW. But I don't think it was really, you know, he tried. He tried. He was there. This wasn't his fault, this collapse. And then guess what? Fourth duck of the innings, arguably the most typical uh, example of the horror show that is England's, England's batting attack at the moment. Uh, Robinson chipping a ball straight to mid on, out for duck. And... And Broad was out not much more later than that for just four, albeit with an absolute beauty from Jasper Bumrah. Uh, not many people could play that, whether you're number ten or whether you are, um, or whether you're opening. It was a beauty from Bumrah. Um, one shining light though in that evening session was, was Sam Cohen. Sam Cohen basically had every right to, and then executed it well. A swing from the hip, four fours, a big six. His 27 not out was probably the best part of the evening session for England. You would have liked to, him to have stayed out a bit longer if he could, but obviously he didn't have anyone to back him up. And then once again, Bumrah decided that he was going to bowl another beauty to another batsman, a number 11 this time, rather than you know a one, two or three that also probably couldn't have played that kind of shot. Anyway, so... With about an hour left of the day still, after electing to bat first, don't forget, on a pitch that we had considered at the start of the day, pretty good for batting, England were out. 183, all out. India, for their credit, had bowled exceptionally well. They got that Dukes ball swinging and they got it targeting England's technique all day, making it particularly hard for any batsman to get stuck in Um but the issue is, well, we'll come on to this. We'll come on to that later. We'll come on to that later. We'll just congratulate India for some exceptional swing bowling um, and making look look very silly. Um, so Rohit and, and Rahul had about an hour left to n- negotiate. They did that very well. And thankfully, in the time that I've been talking, the t- 11 minutes or so that I've been talking, they haven't made me look silly. There's been no batting collapse from India. So all my words still kind of makes sense makes sense in as much as any words that i ever say make sense so verdict familiar tale isn't it air of familiar familiarity about day one it's happened a lot of times this bowled out for less than 200 barely making 300 lots of ducks I think if I'm correct on saying England are on this year for a record amount of ducks in a test test series or test year, which is insane thinking. Too many times this has happened before. Openers don't stick around for long enough. The men that are in, like Bairstow and Crawley, don't go on to make 50s and then 100s and big scores. And again, I say that Root, you know, Root wasn't at fault here. He's England's best batsman by far, and and you know we can't rely on him. But he he, he needed to go and get a hundred. Lawrence and Butler, you know, who needed to come and support him, 
when he was on his way to that those three figures they didn't do that um and, and you know four ducks in innings bitterly disappointing real sinking feeling in any fans stomachs i think but take nothing away from india they bowled exceptionally well and used all the english conditions against the english which is excellent 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 bowling I think day two will be interesting. The weather isn't going to be particularly grand for the rest of the of this test match. Um, but but England do have one of the greatest swing bowlers ever to have lived. Stuart Broad on his home soil. And Stuart Broad on home soil is, well, let's not forget when he got all of those Australians out for basically, what, 15 runs? Eight wickets for 15 runs? Something like that? That was in Trembridge. We can only hope. We can only hope England. But for now, that's me. Thank you very much for listening for this first one. If you never listen again, 